0: Yo,
1: oh. yo, yo, oh. Aubrey Edwards, Tony Schiavone, we bout to party, we bout to party. Oh. Unrestricted, got the house now, we gon' turn it up, up, bring the house down. Got that big space, pump and make them bounce now. Floss like they bouncing, and the freaks are coming out. This is AEW Unrestricted. We are the official podcast of All Elite Wrestling. And along with Aubrey Edwards, I'm Tony Schiavone. Hey, Aubrey, how are you?
0: Hi, hello. I'm doing good, but not as comfy as your dog is right there.
1: Yeah, bug needed to be held this morning for some reason. Uh, so I'm going to hold him. We were down on the uh, in the family room, and he was all cuddled up with me. And so I brought him up here, put him in his bed. And then he looked at me like he just stares at me. So when he stares at me, I know what's going on. So here he is. How was the Jericho cruise for you?
0: It was a blur. I don't even drink and I felt hungover. Wow. It's so much and it's so exciting and there's so many fans and you just, it's an experience unlike anything else, just because you're walking around on this boat in the middle of the ocean with all these awesome wrestlers, you get to see them perform, you get all these awesome rock concerts. And there's so many moments that just happen on the cruise that can't happen anywhere else. Right. And it was really great. I loved it.
1: Speaking of Jericho and speaking of the Jericho cruise, Chris Jericho, of course is the purveyor of that cruise. And we can't think of Chris Jericho recently without thinking of action Andretti, who is our guest here this week. How are you?
2: Hello, I'm doing well. How are you guys
1: doing? I'm doing great brother. Uh, So on the 14th of December, Oh my God! You have your debut on Dynamite against Chris Jericho at Winter is coming. And secure the win, which many people are saying is one of the biggest wins ever in wrestling, certainly the biggest upset ever in AEW. Talk about your thoughts right after that match and after you secured the win.
2: Wow, I mean I mean my thoughts were everywhere Damn. after that match. there was, it was a lot to soak in and, and realize like what just really happened out there, you know, like I had a lot going on in my head before the match, you know, and then, yeah, all the things after I just, I, I knew I just accomplished a huge thing in my life, like the biggest accomplishment I have ever accomplished in my life. And I knew that it was going to change from there. It was most likely not going to be the same and it has not. Right? Yeah. I was very overwhelmed in a way with just several different emotions after that match. I just, I knew, I knew things were going to change for the better for me and it felt great.
0: I was there. So I know this story, but our listeners don't obviously How did this match all come together? How did you find out all of this was happening and that you were going to go over?
2: I wrestled QT a couple months prior to that. QT, Marshall and I wrestled and we had a phenomenal match. And
0: It was very good.
2: Thank you. Thank you. The crowd was very into it. The crowd was very behind me, which was like something you don't see coming in as an extra too much. You know, getting the crowd behind you. Yeah, we went out there and we had a really good match together. Like I said, had the, the... fans really into it and Chris happened to see that match that night he really liked what he saw out of me and a couple months later I got a I got an email to get flown out to Texas for um AEW I had no clue what I was going out there for but I've never been flown out before for any (laughs) AEW event or wrestling event period I've never been flown out before that alone was new for me you know I get to Texas the the night before Dynamite on Tuesday no clue what I'm doing Seeing all the wrestlers around, like, they know each other. They don't know who the hell I am. I'm the new kid here. Like, what's this guy doing here? And then we get to TV that next day. And, you know, I saw the announcement that Chris Jericho was going to be in action. Yeah, no pun intended. I had my fingers crossed. Like, hey, maybe maybe that's something I could do. I remember seeing the House of uh, Black in action as well. You know, I was like, maybe I'll just be doing a six-man with them. Like, who, who knows what I'm doing here? You know, I got the conversation that I was going to be wrestling Chris that night. And, um, <laughs> I couldn't believe that that was going to be happening, that I was just going to be wrestling him in general, getting out to wrestle on uh, live TV for the first time. It was an incredible thing to hear. And, um, yeah, we, uh, put the match together. We, uh, said what we were going to do out there and made magic happen. And here we are now, months later, and people are still talking about the whole thing. So, um, we definitely made a moment happen out there. And I'm, I just feel honored to be able to be the one that was, you know, the guy in there with Chris to make that moment happen that people are still talking about. And That night had the whole wrestling world talking. It was it was incredible.
1: It, it certainly was a moment. Uh, we are talking to Action and dreading I'm, and I'm interested to just discuss a little bit in detail further. When you found out what the finish of that match was going to be, <laughs> how you approached the rest of your day or what was going through your mind?
2: There wasn't much of the rest of the day to have because I, I found out, a couple hours before, maybe two, three hours before.
1: Okay, well, that's a little it's some while. time. It's some time. Yeah, it's some time. So
2: we had we had that conversation of what was going to go on. I remember just having to like go to a separate room and just like let out my <laughs> like yell, like just let out a big yell. Like it was just it was a whole lot going on. Like once once I found that out, like I I needed to go somewhere in privacy and just let it all out, let out my excitement and my nerves at the same time that I had because they were there. It was it was a lot. It was really it really was a lot. I found out that I was gonna be um going over and it seemed too good to be true. I was kinda thinking like why like how did I get put in the situation? Like I knew I couldn't tell anybody, we had to keep it a surprise the whole day. I wanted to tell everybody, like I wanted to be oh my god, I guess like guess what I just found out. Like guess what I just heard, but kept it to myself, got got some privacy, like let out all my excitement, all the nerves, came back to where everybody was, tried my best to keep my composure, like I didn't hear that I was just beating Chris Jericho like no what are you talking about (laughs) kept that cool I didn't hear that what'd you hear (laughs) kept that cool and then um I just knew like when it was time to go out there like let the nerves like in the back and I can't I can't have them out there like I knew I had to go out there I had to show what I can do and basically just show up and show out and I, I felt like I did that so definitely nervous going in there but I had to let it all out you know.
0: My favorite part of this whole day was like, I ran into you and I was like, hey, remember you back in October when yeah, the the matches QT, it was great. We're, we just both assume you're losing. I'm like, yeah, okay, it'll probably be like two minutes, whatever, blah, blah, blah. We walk in the room, Chris tells us what's happening and I have this giant shit eating grin on my face, like, oh my God, this is gonna be so cool. And you're sitting there like your head just exploded. Yeah. And we're both like, oh God, we can't tell anybody. Oh, this is gonna be hard, okay. So we go out there, right? Codebreaker happens, you kick out and the crowd just loses their minds because it's like, oh, this is this is interesting. And I remember going to the back after and talking to some people and everyone in the back was shocked, too, yep. because this doesn't happen in wrestling often. Right. Everyone's just like Codebreaker wants to, Oh, my God, he kicked out and everyone's chanting. Let's go jobber like it was absolutely insane so it was really really cool to be a part of a moment like that because that kind of stuff doesn't happen in wrestling yeah it's like oh cool we just made this kid overnight no big deal
2: yeah no like you know when you have the the boys and the girls in the back or the locker room going crazy that you're doing something good out there even after like coming through the back and seeing them all and like having so many people approach me and like I've said it before, but, you know, I came through the back and they all just gave me a standing ovation, like as I walked through the back and like people were there who I'm like really big fans of and to see them like give me that praise and give me that love. It it felt so good and it was so cool to see. (laughs) Let's go, Jobber.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Did you do anything to celebrate after? That night? Yeah. I ate
2: some really good pizza that night. (laughs) celebrated with some pizza with some pepperoni on it and no i mean right after i just i called my family they were all so like and so proud of me and whatnot my mom was actually there she flew out to texas like oh yeah she was there so she got to see it live and um she was very very proud very emotional mom at that point she had no idea either none of us did but it was cool to be able to like have my family like be able to see me on tv and my mom be there live to see it and just like here and see their reaction after it was, it was really cool. So that was my celebration.
1: We are talking with action and here on AEW unrestricted Tony and Aubrey with you and action. I wanted to make a statement here and get your, uh, get your response to it. I, I I think what happened that night to me shows how much of a, a leader Chris Jericho is to our company in, in this world that we live in, where people feel that if they lose a match, their career is going to be over. Or they're not willing to do the job, or they worry about their creativity. Chris Jericho has enough enough confidence in his ability and what he has done in this business to be able to do something like that. Uh, your thoughts on that?
2: Like for Chris to like put me in that situation and just know that he was going to like help make me into a star in a way. Like it was very like he didn't, he doesn't have to do that for anybody, right? He's Chris Jericho. Like he definitely has like a a leadership in AEW to, you know, help make new stars and he has in the past. I'm very grateful that he even saw something in me to even, like, think about giving me that chance and, you know, like, help make me into a star. Like, the fact that he even saw my match with QT and just, like, was in the back, like, watching because he could be in the back just watching and then, like, keep it pushing because he's a busy man. He's got a lot of stuff to do. He doesn't need to take the time to watch an AEW dark match, like, backstage. So the fact that he even took time to watch my match and, you know, see some potential in me, like, that, that was crazy at that. And then the fact that he wants to, like, take me under his wing in a way and, you know, have me wrestle him one-on-one and put me over and just, he knew what he was doing in that situation. Like, he knew, like, he saw potential in me. He knew that he could get, like, a buzz going for me and, like, make a name for me, so... The fact, yeah, the fact that he did that, it shows how selfless he is and it shows like how, how good of a guy Chris really is and that he really cares about what's best for AEW and wants to help AEW grow and showcase like brand new talent like myself coming in and help like put some shine on, on, you know, our name. So it's very grateful for what Chris has done and I'm sure he's going to do more of it in AEW over the years.
0: Kind of the great thing about him, he doesn't have to put people over, but he does time and time again. Such a great, great selfless dude. He's responsible for making names for a lot of people, including yourself and a bunch of other guys on our roster. So, but I mean, like you're, you're here because you earned it. As you said, like your match with QT was great. You saw it, came back doing badass shit. It's great. (laughs) (laughs) So, so now that you've, you've been around AEW for a bit, you've been tagging with Ricky Starks which is a great combination. I love the two of you together. What's it like working with Ricky?
2: He's he's really good to work with. He's very well liked in AEW, so it's cool to be like paired up with somebody who is so over in the business right now. He's been very helpful helpful like for me like just learning wise because I am very much still learning when it comes to, you know, in-ring stuff and you know, timing and tag matches, you know, cutting our promos backstage like He's been very helpful for me to, like, help me learn different things and stuff. You know, I was a fan of Ricky, like, before even coming into AEW. So, like, if I would have been, like, hearing this, like, six months back, I would be like, what? Like, I'm teaming with who? Ricky Starks? And we get to face Jay. Like, I feel so blessed just to be in these situations that I'm put in. Like, it's, yeah. Like, he's he's so popular right now. And for him to, like, be, like, teamed up with the new kid, I'm kind of like, hey, like, what's up? I'm the new guy. We're, we're a team now. Like, I hope... <laughs> hope you like me and you dig what we got going here like <laughs> but um no nah, he's been really cool to me and um you know i think we're starting to build like some good chemistry together and it's cool to be in there with the absolute
1: action andretti was making waves in wrestling uh when he first started despite the pandemic sidelining everybody and we'll talk about that when we continue on AEW unrestricted
0: This is AEW Unrestricted, Aubrey and Tony talking to one of the hottest rising stars in wrestling, Action Andretti, comes in, beats Chris Jericho, winner is coming, and has had an incredible run so far, teaming with Ricky Starks, feuding with the JAS, such a wonderful, wonderful time in AEW and watching this kid come in, kid, you're probably like the same age as me, whatever. Watching this kid come in and just just make waves. It's been awesome. But I want to talk a little bit about more where you came from and how you started in wrestling. So you were born in Philly. It's a huge wrestling city, so I'm sure wrestling was already in your blood. But what was your first exposure to wrestling?
2: Watching it as a kid, for sure, on TV. Just like flipping through the channels, seeing what's on, watching SmackDown. And like I was just bored at home on a Friday night and um, turned that on. And I watched the whole episode and I immediately fell in love. I swore that everything and anything about it was a hundred percent real. <laughs> uh, I got into a huge I was watching with my sister that that night, I remember and uh, my mom was at work and I remember us like bickering back and forth whether wrestling was real or not and she was telling me, it's not real, it's not real and I was like, yes, it is like and then we waited for my mom to come home <laughs> and then she said, um, she told me, she was like, yeah, it's not all real. And I remember being so devastated when my mom told me that. Because I was getting into the biggest argument ever. But I didn't care. I still loved it. I still watched it, like, every week. Once I graduated high school, I, like, stopped playing high school sports. Like, I played football, wrestling. And I did I did a bunch of stuff. But um, I didn't go to college. So, like, I wasn't playing sports anymore. I eventually, like, realized, like, I want to start wrestling school. Like, I want to give this a shot. I looked up wrestling schools near me. I found one in Maryland, drove my ass there, walked through the doors, saw what they had going on there. And, um, you know, it was one of my coaches that was there. He handed me two tickets for the show that they were having that weekend. I went there, I saw the show, and I knew, like, for sure that I wanted to be a part of that. And then started training, like, two weeks after that. And here we are.
1: (laughs) And once you started taking bumps, you realize. Oh, it is real. <laughs> yeah. Yes. When people say it's not real, I, I, I get that, but there's a lot of realism about it in that it is physicality. Oh, it's real. Yeah, it's real. The bumps are real. So I get that. So you go to Maryland and I believe that's MCW Pro Wrestling, right? Correct. Yep. And you just, how did you find it? Did you look up on the internet Well, how did you find MCW? Yeah,
2: I just typed in wrestling schools near me. Uh, a couple came up. But really, that one was like the closest drive for me. It was about an hour and a half. I just showed up. I really just like typed it in on my GPS and I I showed up. I walked through those doors. I saw a bunch of wrestlers in there setting up for a show. I just told them, yeah, I want to be a part of this. And it was really good that that was my option because MCW is a really great wrestling school. And um, they train me very well. You know, they bring in a lot of good names to come in there to work with. And it's a good facility. There's like three rings in there. So plenty of rings to like, you know, get get your uh, training in and stuff. So I'm really happy that ended up being the one that I, I signed up with.
0: Wonderful. So the pandemic hits a few months shortly after you start training. So March 2020. What did you do at that point?
2: So honestly, the pandemic, it really did like, killed like my momentum. Like I just started I was training for about a year. I I started getting put on like the MCW shows. Like that was my ultimate goal to make it onto these MCW shows and just to be able to wrestle in front of a crowd. Cause I didn't wrestle on a show for a whole year. Like, and I, I think I was ready maybe like six to eight months in. And I knew like I was ready and I knew I could go out there and perform like really well. I just had, I had confidence in my ability. They kind of sidelined me to save me for something, but yeah. Like once I got that first match out there, like I, I went out, I, I did all my stuff. I went I went super hard like I just basically showed like yo like I can I can go. You know, I had probably like maybe 3 or 4 after that and then the pandemic hit. Training gets shut down, no more shows. I was just getting a little bit of the momentum for myself and like I said it all just stopped right there. All I could really do was just like continue to like watch like watch tape train here in my room like as much as i can and just shadow wrestling i did a lot of shadow wrestling during the pandemic a lot mm. just tell myself like one day we'll be back like this is just a pause right now because so many people like they just up and quit during the pandemic it got so to their head that they just they just quit and with wrestling like we all get that feeling at some points like pandemic or not like where we like kind of like second guess ourselves or kind of second think certain things like why why am i not doing this or why am i like you just always have to tell yourself, you keep working, you keep working, you keep doing what you've been doing, hard work will pay off. So I just try to stay positive through the whole pandemic because it, it really did, like, suck having to, like, just sit at home and not do any wrestling. I just had some momentum going for myself. It, it really, like, messed with me, like, mentally a little bit, but I kept kicking. And then once we came back, came back stronger than ever, got in there, had my first match, like, since the pandemic and then just was on a roll after that and then that's when i realized as well like i'm not just working mcw i'm getting everywhere that i can i'm hitting the road hopping in the car putting miles on the car it also definitely helped me like not take anything for granted within wrestling like having all the fans come back not seeing people at all like i was genuinely like the happiest i've ever been to like see fans and just talk to them and take pictures with them and just interact with them. Like I was genuinely super happy, like just to have all that interaction when we came back.
1: That was going to lead to our next question. What exactly was the indie scene like just as those restrictions were loosening up around the pandemic, did it all come back with a force or did it trickle back? How did that happen?
2: I think it came back. Like it never left Mm -hmm. just right back. We got the go to go. We're going shows every weekend again. Like, just right back to it. And I love that. I love that because that's exactly how I wanted it. Like I didn't want to just do one show and then have to wait a little bit longer to do the next. It was back to back. Same thing with training. Like it did suck having to train with a face mask on. That was the worst. (laughs) Oh my God. (laughs) That was bad. But, uh, yeah. yeah, Sweaty masks are not, are not a good thing. Yeah. (laughs) But, um, no, I, I really do feel like everything just kicked right back into force and everybody just started coming in hot. Like I said, came in like we did, like we never left. And it was a good feeling to just be right back on the grind, you know?
0: I like when wrestling comes back and you're like, I'm ready to go, let's do this. And then suddenly you have this like crazy rise. 2021, you're the Shane Shamrock Memorial Cup winner. And then October 15th, 2022, congratulations, the MCW heavyweight champion. Which I think was wild. I remember hearing asking about you backstage at Winter Is Coming. Like, what do we know about this kid? He's like, oh, he's like MCW Heavyweight Champion. I'm like, oh, okay. <laughs> so he's he's somebody. somebody. So so what does that mean having like because you hadn't actually been training that long prior to that, and like the pandemic kind of slows everyone down and whatnot. What does it mean to come in after the pandemic and suddenly start just like representing your your home promotion at the highest level? What does that mean for you?
2: I knew it meant that they like had a lot of faith and they believed in me to like be somewhat of a star like not just there in mcw but like possibly like elsewhere i remember finding out i was winning the shamrock cup that day and i honestly didn't think i was winning it because like i was very new that was one i was very very happy to win because a lot of guys have won that before who i'm like really big fans of and it's it's been around for a long time that Shamrock Cup and it's a whole tournament and they always bring in like really big names to work those tournaments like it's not just like the normal roster guys. The when I defended that that Shamrock Cup uh title last year, like I was the only one that wasn't a name in the ring. Everybody else that was in there has been signed to a promotion like at one point in their in their career. Like I was the only one in there that was just the MCW kid. When I defended it, not when I won it, but um that year, like, when I won it, like, I was still in there with a good amount of names and, you know, superstars, and it was definitely one of my, like, first few times working with names, so it also helped me become, you know, a lot better just getting the uh, experience working with guys who've been doing this for 10, 15 years, whatever it may be, so it was cool to, like, first, like, get thrown in there with some names, but then, like, to win the whole tournament was a very, very accomplished moment for me, and I was very grateful that they, they let me have that. It's definitely one that I wanted. I honestly, I wish I could have won it back to back. I wish I was, uh, I could have. <laughs> I thought they were going to do it for me. I thought they were going to give it to me twice, but it's all good. After that, I was like, man, if I can be back to back Shane Shamrock champion, that'd be kick ass. But uh, Flip Gordon, he, he got the better of me that night. Damn that guy. Damn that guy. He's good looking, but damn that guy.
0: I mean, he didn't win the title on the boat. So. <laughs> <laughs> he didn't win a title in the boat. That is,
2: yes, he lost then, but it was really good to win that Shamrock championship. And then, you know, they, I didn't win the second one, but not many months after that, I had the opportunity to fight for the MCW heavyweight championship and had a lot of hard matches who, with the champion. His name is uh, Brian Johnson. You know, we've had, we've had some battles in the MCW ring and, you know, one night we wrestled and I got the better of him. And I took that strap right off his waist, put it around mine, represented that company as the heavyweight champion, and damn that felt just as good. Like to have like probably the two biggest, you know, championships you can have in that company. It's like I did good with my time there, you know? It makes me know like you did good, kid. You did all right while you were in MCW.
1: <laughs> Fan questions coming up next for Action Andretti on AEW Unrestricted. This is AEW Unrestricted, Tony Schiavone and Bitch Aubrey, and we are with... Whatever. I
0: love you. You're the only person that gets away with that.
1: I know. I love you, too. Uh, We are talking to Action Andretti. Uh, Being from Philadelphia, are you in mourning after the Super Bowl? Oh,
0: Honestly,
2: I'm not the hugest Eagles fan. I was definitely rooting for them. I do like the Chiefs and Patrick Mahomes a lot. Okay. That's cool. I wasn't too upset about it, you know?
1: Okay, well, change your address. Yeah. Uh, don't live back in Philly then. <laughs> <laughs> okay, oh boy. so uh, being from Philadelphia, being from the Northeast, here's the serious question Sheets or Wawa? Oh, Wawa, all, all day. What's your go to at uh, Wawa?
2: I do have a specific order that I get every time it is a crispy chicken sandwich with bacon. Yeah. The French fries to go with it with cheese fries. Yeah. Chicken quesadillas, and then I'll get to get like a smoothie or a milkshake if I feel like putting some tub on this tummy.
0: Oh my God.
2: Yeah. It's like a $20 bill that I get like a couple times a week for sure.
0: So $20 <laughs> is like, that's, that's a lot of food for $20. It is a lot of food
2: for $20. And like minus the milkshake and the smoothie, it's like 15. Sometimes I don't get the milkshake or the smoothie and it's just 15. Like it is a really good deal to be honest. And it's not like the most like junky food like it's kind of healthy it's not healthy it's still fried chicken yeah
0: kind of healthy yeah
2: (laughs) the quesadillas you know some good chicken in there get some protein sure yeah yeah Not judging at all. (laughs) I'm look. I'm 25. I eat what I want. Exactly. Yeah, that metabolism will go away.
0: (laughs) Just wait. It sure will. I'm enjoying it while I can. Yeah, when you're 40, because you're a dude, and it's not fair.
1: (laughs) (laughs) The next question was, "What's your favorite cheat meal?" And I guess you'd answer that all in one, uh, yeah, one fell swoop, or maybe you don't have a cheat meal at all. Maybe just cheat like hell, and the metabolism burns it away.
2: I think it's that one, to be honest. Okay. I mean, I still, I still eat really well. Like I. I'll meal prep, you know, some chicken, steak, rice right, some broccoli and all that stuff. But I definitely have my cheat meals about every day as well. But I work it all off, you know. I do my cardio. I try to hit abs and work out really hard. So I'm not just eating like shit and sitting around, you know. <laughs>
0: totally. <laughs> like me. Okay, yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. we we both have the advantage of tony and i are on tv with our shirts on so mm, that's right <laughs> we got to break the rules a little bit you don't have yes. that luxury so
2: <laughs> maybe when i'm 40 you'll see me wrestling with a shirt on
0: maybe that's that's why guys start incorporating the singlet it's like oh okay yeah
1: yeah <laughs> when you're yeah. when you're 40 dude i'll be long gone so anyway no let's, let's no keep you'll still be around
0: <laughs> he'll still be around you'll be even more bitter and old yeah. then but you'll still be around <laughs> i remember
1: that referee her name was aubrey edwards she's and always been a bitch
0: yeah always been a bitch and that's the way it was and i liked it <laughs> okay all okay. right let's get to questions oh my god question from chris Britt on twitter how was your experience on the jericho cruise and would you do another one
2: My experience on the cruise was incredible. I would certainly do another one. It's not even a question if I would do another one. I had a blast. Getting to wrestle on a a cruise was one of the coolest experiences ever. And, like, the fans there were so into it as well. One of the funniest things in all of, like, the the wrestling that went on that week was the scissor and
0: Jesus to me. Oh, my God.
2: (laughs) When the crowd was chanting, Oh, scissor me Jesus. I was back there losing my mind. Like this is, I was just like, this is wrestling. Like this is what this is. We can like be all like serious about it and like get in our heads, but this is really what it is. It's a guy dressed up as Jesus and the crowd around him chanting to scissor Jesus and everybody in there wanting to scissor Jesus. Like that was the funniest thing ever, but it was, it was really cool. I had some really good food to eat there. You know, I ate a lot of ice cream going back on the meals, you know (laughs) had some really good ice cream
0: yeah i mean soft serve ice cream 24 7 is kind of a dangerous thing
2: it was very dangerous good thing they had a gym in there as well the gym was very nice yeah you had a view of the ocean inside of the gym like that was that was really cool i wish i got a picture of that yeah just like all the activities to do during the day you know like all the stuff at night we did a bunch of karaoke we sung our hearts out for the fans (laughs) It was really cool. I, I was really happy that I got invited to be on there. And uh, I really hope to be there again next year. I'm sure it'll be even more kick-ass next year. Because Chris just keeps, he's a guy that keeps make, making things better, you know? So I, I hope I'll be, I'm be there next year. It'll be really cool.
1: Next question is from uh, Ross. That is at Ross on Twitter. What's the inspiration behind your ring name?
2: Well, Action Andretti, I with my style of wrestling, I bring a lot of action. I like the double A right. um, sequence that the, that the name has. Andretti's just kind of a name that was uh, came up with. And with the help of my coaches at wrestling school, we kind of just, you know, I, I had a bunch of different names I was going to go go by before. Um, you don't want to hear any of them because they were terrible. They were the shit. Oh, no, now I do. <laughs> no, no, don't do that. All right, I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Peer <Pure> pressure. <laughs> so uh, we were actually talking about singlets before, like in wearing them. When I first started wrestling, I would wear like my high school singlet that I would wear like in the off-season wrestling. And yeah, I didn't have any gear. I just wore my singlet and wrestling shoes. We used to have birthday party matches at my wrestling school. We would wrestle on to like learn before you, that's what you do before you get on actual shows. Mm -hmm. And I I worked one of those birthday party matches one day and uh, my coach was like, you're going to be called the singlet. And I ran with the singlet for like two months, probably. (laughs) And then another one that I had was um, Tyler Takeoff. Oh. Yeah. I went as Tyler Takeoff for a little bit. You know, I thought I'd take off. I did like a little T thing here or whatever.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: It was bad. It was bad. I know. That's, yeah. You did this, Aubrey. You made me do this. Yeah. Hey, you
0: know what? It's good content.
2: You asked for it.
0: Yeah. You answered. Yeah.
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. We realized that yes, those names were indeed the shits. You know, I started like thinking of a couple others and like as long as my along with my coaches as well and you know, we put together Action Andretti and Double A is here today. They'll kick in so Action was the winner.
0: <laughs> Question from Sam Moxley. You talked a little bit about the Shane Shamrock Memorial Cup and the MCW heavyweight championship in our last segment. But Sam Moxley wants to know which one is are you more proud of the Shane Shamrock Memorial cup or the heavyweight championship at MCW?
2: Sam, that's a good question. Honestly, because I was a lot more new when I won the Shamrock championship, I think that one might've hit a little bit more for me because that was like my first, like I never won any like championship or bell or tournament, nothing before in wrestling. So like that was my first ever, like big deal that I like, of something that i won so i think like that moment right there that was like another moment like after like i just had to like take some time to myself and just like really like soak it in and appreciate like what just happened out in front of like those fans so for that being like my first big big title to win i think that one was a little bit more more special when i won that when i won the heavyweight championship too it was also it was that was my those were the only two titles i ever won in, in wrestling honestly i've never had any other belts anywhere like so to have that and then a heavyweight championship right after because when you're the heavyweight champion you're the you're the guy of the company like you're representing like i was the guy at representing mcw at one point so like and i'm pretty sure i was like if not the youngest one of the youngest to win the heavyweight champion so and and especially to to win the heavyweight championship and then to like sign with AEW after like i think it made the title even more important right before that so like went to AEW and wasn't like working the MCW shows as much. Like I got to like hold that title for a little bit and, you know, help give it some meaning because that's how I felt about the Shamrock cup. Like the guys that won it before, they gave it so much meaning. Now that I'm one of the guys that like made both of those titles, like have some meaning. It's like, it's really cool. It's really cool to be that.
1: Nathaniel H wants to know who are your top five dream opponents that you want to face?
2: Ooh, we sticking with AEW here. I'm guessing, right? (laughs)
1: <laughs> say whatever you want to say here brother yeah dude
2: brock lesnar no
1: <laughs>
2: <laughs> brian Danielson is definitely a, a big one of mine that i would i'd would love to wrestle got that i think it'd be cool to wrestle mjf at some point as well mm-hmm. there's so many good guys in AEW that i want to work with yeah the elite and death triangle all six of those guys are like dream matches for me All all those guys like they are those are the guys. Like, those are the guys right there. Like I'd love, yeah. I'd love to like be able to work with all of them. I'm massive fans of all their work. Brian Cage is another one I've worked with him at, at MCW actually before. So if we got to wrestle in AW, that'd be pretty cool. Takashi, he's been doing really well. Like he's oh my god, yeah, he's he's a really good wrestler. I'd love to tie it in there with him. AW really just has so many talented wrestlers. I really hope like I get to like get in the ring with all of them because I think like there's so many great matches that like that can be made. With all the guys there, so I have a lot. I have a really big list. The list probably has like fifty names on it, but those are definitely some of the top guys there that I'd like to work with.
0: I like that you were asked for five and you gave eleven. So just always overperforming. Cool. Really appreciate it. Yeah,
2: (laughs) I could keep going too if you'd like. Like I said, it's
0: probably about fifty. We'll just pull up the spreadsheet of the roster and we'll just start naming everybody. Yes. Yep. (laughs) That's pretty much what it is. Question from Matt Euler what makes aew different from the other promotions you've been in
2: honestly one thing that I really love about aew is just the homegrown talent talent that has never been like signed anywhere else before like myself you know just people who have started with aew and like has has helped make aew what it is today I love the fact of just how how new it is like it's still growing like every day like who knows where this company is gonna be in five years? it's just growing more and more. Like they just announced that like ESPN is going to be broadcasting coming up soon. Like that was huge. I didn't see that. Holy shit. No, that's in
1: Australia, right?
2: <laughs> ah, gotcha. Yeah. That's in Australia. But just the fact of like how, how much of a, of a true fan like Tony is of wrestling, how, how excited I see him getting like backstage. And when he goes out in between shows and he fires up the crowd, like I love seeing that every week. And to work for a guy who like just, genuinely loves this so much like that's the type of guy i want to work for it's cool to be able to be a part of it this is really where i wanted to be so i'm glad like this is where i ended up and i had the chance to you know even get a shot to become part of this company so
1: well buddy i thought about this a lot we started in october of 2019 Mm -hmm. you weren't even a wrestler at that time when aew started in october 2019 you started a month later yep yeah that, that shows how quick your your career is taking off so congrats on that man
2: thank you Tony I appreciate that a lot it's I definitely don't take it for granted either I know like right. how quick everything happened for me and it just it shows though like you get out of it what you put into it and I really do preach that I preach the hell out of it if you're not putting in the work in the gym every week if you're not putting in the rent the work in the ring every week if you're not hitting shows on the weekends You're going to stay where you are. You're not going to get much out of this. So hard work is what is going to help elevate you and get you places. I really do try to preach that to everybody out there trying to become something in wrestling.
0: I also think a big part of this, and it's evident from knowing you, but it should be evident as well after listening to this podcast, but like you have such a positive outlook on things like, yeah, we're just going to go and we're just going to see what happens and we're just going to try hard and do the best. And I think that attitude in combination with your work ethic is a big reason why you've hit. The platform you have so quickly so you should be proud of yourself man i'm sure you are but you should be proud of yourself
2: <laughs> <laughs> no no yeah i just ch- I, another thing i preach is positivity because like being negative gets you nowhere with any situations at all if you're going to be negative about it like wh- what are you going to get out of it nothing stay positive like i always tell myself things can be worse like if you're down like If you're low on money even, or like if you're just, you're feeling down, you're feeling upset, like things can always be worse. And I really do try to stay positive with everything. Like even outside of wrestling, I'm not a negative person. I feel like, because it it really gets you nowhere. It gets you nowhere in life. But thank you for realizing
1: that. Thank you, buddy. Our, our thanks Action Andretti, by the way, you can follow him on Instagram and Twitter at Action Andretti. And you can also listen and follow this podcast and our TV shows By listening to Aubrey Edwards right now.
0: (laughs) You can listen and follow this podcast, AEW Unrestricted for free. Apple Podcasts, Spotify, all of your favorite podcast platforms. You can check out the video episodes on YouTube. You can see Tony's amazing little dog. Just search AEW Unrestricted. AEW Dynamite TBS on Wednesdays. AEW Rampage on TNT on Fridays. And of course, Dark on Tuesdays. Dark Elevation on Mondays. Both of those are on YouTube. I am Aubrey Edwards. And my best friend, Tony Schiavone. We're here with Action and Journey. Thank you for listening to AEW Unrestricted.
1: Come on, throw your hands up. Let me see. you. Unrestricted. Got the house now. We gonna turn it up, up. Bring the house down. Got that big space and Make them bounce now. Blossin' like they bossin' and the freaks are coming out now.